Faith, Hope and Love, 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B, Episode 102. In the scriptures this weekend, we hear of various types of need. We've got people who are poor and don't have enough resources to live on. We've got a young girl who is seriously ill and the father reaches out to Jesus for help. And a lady who's experiencing severe illness who reaches out to touch Jesus. Our Lord bids us to keep trusting in God's goodness, that God cares for us and only wants our good. God is the source of life and love and will always be faithful to us. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Now we see unclearly As if we looked into a mirror dimly But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly but fully known and All peoples clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time in the Year B. Brothers and sisters, coming together as God's family, let's acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good Father, have mercy on us. 
let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 1, verses 13 to 15, and chapter 2, 23 to 24. God did not make death, and he does not delight in the death of the living. For he created all things so that they might exist. The generative forces of the world are wholesome, and there is no destructive poison in them, and the dominion of Hades is not on earth. For righteousness is immortal. For God created man for incorruption, and made him in the image of his own eternity. But through the devil's envy, death entered the world, and those who belong to his company experience it. The Word of the Lord I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, you have rescued me, and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you have raised my soul from the dead, restored me to life from those who sink into the grave. Sing psalms to the Lord, you who love him. Give thanks to his holy name. His anger lasts but a moment, his favor through life. At night there are tears, but joy comes with dawn. The Lord listened and had pity. The Lord came to my help. For me you have changed my mourning into dancing. O Lord my God, I will thank you for ever. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 8, verses 7, 9 and 13 to 15. Brothers and sisters, now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. The Word of the Lord Alleluia! Alleluia! 
Hallelujah. Our Savior Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us life through his gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 5, verses 21 to 43. When Jesus had crossed in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had. And she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his cloak. For she had said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him. But when they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then Jesus put them all outside, and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him, and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about, for she was twelve years old. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and he told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus is called to the house of Jairus and is told that his little girl has died. But he shocks everyone by saying, She is not dead, but only sleeping. Now in fact, our Lord knew that she was actually dead, and so did everyone in the room, hence their shocked, unbelieving reaction of laughter. 
Or was there laughter, the quick change from weeping to laughter by the crowd of extras, a sign that their grieving was more ceremonial than heartfelt? In any case, our Lord was making a very profound point here. To God, to the Lord of life, death is only a kind of sleeping, awaiting until the time God will raise up our mortal bodies into the fullness of resurrected life. And the raising of this child in the gospel is a foretaste of what Jesus promises to all of us. Not merely, as in this case, a raising from the dead to return to the present life, but a resurrection in the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. So when Christians use words like, May your servant sleep here in peace until you awaken them to glory, beautiful prayers in the committal of a human body to its sacred resting place, it's not a euphemism for death, it's not some kindly softening of what is clearly the reality and shock of an irrevocable and emotional wrench that comes when we lose a loved one in this life. But it's a reminder that we've commended our loved ones, and we even entrust our own lives, to the tender and faithful care of Jesus, who is the Lord of all life, and who, in his own words, promises to raise us up to eternal life. Our Lord promises to awaken us to new life with the same certainty of command that Christ awakened this child with the words, I tell you to get up. Faith is even stronger than death. Jesus shows us that. We have faith in his victory over death. In this weekend's Gospel, both of the two people who approach Christ are taking huge risks but the situation they're in is worth it, as they are both quite desperate for assistance and they know they have nothing really to lose. They've obviously tried everything else and nothing else was working. They reach out to Christ, trusting that he can help them. Jairus is a synagogue official who is risking his position by approaching Jesus to solve a problem that his tradition would have pointed him in a very different direction. The lady who touches Jesus' cloak is taking an enormous risk. It is likely that her condition would have rendered her, in the eyes of the religious law of the day, as ritually unclean. And as such, she would not have been permitted to touch anyone. Here, she believes that even touching our Lord's cloak would be enough, and she's correct. The scene that ensues could have led to great troubles, but the lady speaks up in faith and trust. But this scene with the woman touching Jesus' cloak is even more special. The lady is on the margins. She's poor. We're told that she has spent everything she has in order to be healed, and it made no difference. She has no voice, no place in society, no right to speak up, no right to approach Jesus, and she has no right to touch anyone. So we see her quietly, without any rights, trying to make contact with Jesus without causing any kind of stir. But Jesus immediately senses what has happened. He turns to the lady to make it clear. Jesus is not just a lucky charm, of course. There must be a personal interaction with our Lord. Although touching the garment did what the lady hoped, our Lord makes it clear that it is in relating to him that the truth belongs. 
No true relationship with our Lord can be there unless we encounter the person of our Lord and not merely secondary aspects of him. And further, our Lord gives this anonymous woman an opportunity to take back her right to be in society, to step out of anonymity and be acknowledged and be related to as a human being. She deserves help and our Lord shows her that by speaking with her and affirming her faith and her actions that she is truly deserving of this dignity. And that's truly amazing. It's wonderful. It's a second miracle. Faith overcomes fear and gives a dignity to a person to stand with their head held high for we all have dignity and a place in God's eyes. In the wonderful first reading, the words are worth repeating. It says, God did not make death, nor does God rejoice in the destruction of the living. For God fashioned all things that they might have being, and the creatures of the world are wholesome. For God formed, that is, intended humanity to be imperishable. If there were any doubt, this is a statement that our Lord God is the source of life and the loving creator of life. God does not send illness and death to people. We know all too well that these things are very much present in our world, but if we are to ask where is God in all this, God always stands on the side of life and dignity. God is constantly at work, willing life and vitality, not sowing seeds of destruction or pain. At times of distress and confusion, we might be tempted to attribute something else to God when things go really wrong. But the truth is in the words of that first reading. God fashioned all things that they might have being. In the second reading, St. Paul is being wonderfully wise. He will not tell the people of Corinth how to live, but he's happy to suggest a few ideas for the benefit of all. Namely, he proposes that, as a concrete sign of their love, why not share your excess, even up the imbalance, correct injustices of wealth and set things right, after the selfless example of Christ, who made himself poor so that others may be rich. Jesus did this his whole life and is seen again leading by example in today's wonderful gospel. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, 
I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We call upon the Lord, who turns mourning into dancing, changes death into life, and is mindful of all our needs. For the Church, that Christ's love for the poor and the sick will be shown practically in our responses in our daily lives. Lord, hear us. For leaders of government, that they may legislate with respect for all human life. Lord, hear us. For the sick, especially those with serious and long-term illnesses, that Christ will touch them with his healing hand. Lord, hear us. For the oppressed and the exiled, that they may find refuge in God's love. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that they may have eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Giver of life, we ask you to hear our humble prayers, which we offer through Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who graciously accomplish the effects of your mysteries, grant, we pray, that the deeds by which we serve you may be worthy of these sacred gifts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity, and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all within me his holy name. Let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and received fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that, bound to you in lasting charity, we may bear fruit that lasts for ever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA, with adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms. The Psalms, a new translation, copyright 1963, The Grail, England, published by Collins. Prayers of the Faithful are adapted from Robert Borg's 1993 book, Together We Pray, published in Sydney, Australia by E.J. DeWire, out of print. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless you and keep you.